Caution, the contents of this podcast may be historical, but they're still served piping hot. We're brewing up the classics here on the Coffee House Classical Music Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 47 of the Coffee House Classical Music Podcast. My name is Asa. And I'm Allison. We apologize in advance for this episode being just a little shorter than normal, uh, but we're still going to learn a lot about Michael Pretorius today, who is a kind of Renaissance composer, early Baroque, and we're going to learn about the music of his time, specifically looking at Lo, How Rose Our Blooming. Michael Pretorius was probably born in 1571 in what is now Germany. Now, there's not really a whole lot known about his childhood, but we do know that he attended the University of Frankfurt as a boy. And times were very different back in the late 1500s. So to get you in the right frame of mind, this was about the same time that Shakespeare was working over in England. Also, Michael's father was a Lutheran pastor who'd actually been a student of Martin Luther himself. And this teenage Pretorius got his first job in 1585 at the age of 14. Now, this job was the church organist for the St. Marian Church. Like many well-regarded musicians during this time, and really kind of up to the classical era, and even some into the romantic, Pretorius traveled a lot to get better and better jobs. So his job that he got after being the church organist moved him to the service of the Duke of brunswick Wolfenbüttel. And he soon became the Kapellmeister at the court, and by this time he was only in his early 20s. And finally, he really made a name for himself when he leveled up to the royal organist in the court of Dresden. Now, as a famous musician, he also got to do a lot of traveling in addition to composing and playing works for the court. During his travels, he actually did a lot of writing of words rather than writing of music, and eventually published a three-volume book. He recorded musical practices of the time, both in Germany and abroad. He wrote information about instruments that were being used, and he wrote an extensive guidebook of basically how to play the organ tastefully and with style. Even more impressive, many of these texts were in Latin, as evidenced by the title Syntagma Musicum. But Praetorius was really good at composition, too. Being employed by the court meant he got to compose a lot of music for ceremonies that were mostly religious in nature. He compiled a lot of this music into an additional volume titled Musée Sonnenay that included over 1,000 choral settings. But he also wrote more fun secular music like motets, such as were popular in Italy and England during this time, and he also published a book of dances called the Terpsichore with over 300 of the hottest dance tunes of the time. And during all this, Pretorius was still technically the Kapellmeister in Brunswick Wolfensbuttel, and near the end of his life, he remained in service there at the place of his first real job. Now in 1621, apparently on his 50th birthday, he died there in familiar surroundings. And so now, with just one short piece, we're going to attempt to highlight a little of the style of the times that Pretorius had spent so much time researching during his travels. So the piece we'll be listening to today is Es ist ein Ross entsprungen, 
which means, Lo, how a rose e'er blooming. That was arranged by Pretorius in 1609 to a religious text that dates before that. This piece is from Pretorius' choral volume, Musee Sodenae, but today we're listening to a lovely brass arrangement. So we're obviously not going to do any vocal or word painting analysis, but rather we're going to listen to harmonies and rhythms to get a better idea of Praetorius's style. And also, I don't think it's really inappropriate to listen to Renaissance music on different instruments than what it might have originally been intended for, for a few reasons. So first, many of the instruments from that time no longer exist or have been greatly modified. And as a result, if we really want to preserve this ancient music, we have to accept that it might not always be performed exactly how the composer intended. Now, you might be saying, but you said this was written as a vocal work. People <laughs> can still sing. And that is very true. But also, it was common practice during the Renaissance to use what is known as open scoring, meaning that any instrument could play the part as long as the octaves matched so we'll still be hearing the same parts that Pretorius composed. And you may have heard this particular piece before, as it is actually a fairly common hymn to be heard at Christmas time. But what about it really makes us feel like it was written so long ago? So we can obviously tell it's an old style. Now, a lot of this has to do with our old friend Counterpoint. The counterpoint of this piece is very easy to hear, due to the slow tempo and exactness of composition. The higher trumpet has the melody, but you can clearly tell when the trombones are moving with it to make chords. Or moving separately from it to make more dynamic moving lines. This counterpoint also allows for a more modal-sounding harmony, which is a sound that's based in medieval times, rather than the type of harmony we're used to in more modern music that is based around a major or minor scale. To differentiate between these two sounds, modes are more related to pitches played in chords, while major and minor keys focus more on pitches directly above or below them. So this is a pretty confusing concept, but if you're curious to know more, there's loads of info about modes and scales on the internet. There is also a very clear demarcation of the phrases, and they are consistently written with a half cadence in the middle, and a more definitive cadence, known as an authentic cadence, at the end. And I would like to highlight a fun cadence near the middle of the piece that features a deceptive cadence instead. Now this cadence is much more, for lack of a better word, major sounding, due to a single note in the bass line being raised a half step. Now this one note is actually taking us out of the home key we had been in, or the home mode, but just for this single chord. In the vocal version of this piece, it has four different texts, and so the main melody is actually repeated many times. The instrumentalists in this version we're listening to did a great job in keeping up the interest because they can't change the words, instead changing the instrumentation. So the second time through, they have excluded the trumpet and just had the trombones play the melody.
And this is a simple change, but it really does give a richer color to the piece until the brilliant trumpet comes back in for the last stately phrase. So admittedly, this piece isn't the fireworks show like many of the other pieces we've done in recent episodes, but it's really cool to me that this music was written 400 years ago, but it's still played with relative frequency now. When I'm doing research for this podcast, I sometimes try to imagine what these composers would think of our modern times and our modern music. And that kind of, I guess, sounds like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, almost. But <laughs> I was... I. When I was researching Pretorius, I was really wondering, like, if he was here now and knew that his music was still being listened to and appreciated, just how he would feel about that. And I hope that he would be pleased. And if you are pleased with what you've been hearing on the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or Google Play and sharing us with a music-loving friend. For the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast, I'm Asa. And I'm Allison. Thank you so much for listening. Lo How Arose, Era Blooming, and Now Sprout Forth were performed by Michael Rondeau, Martha Gibbadone, Eric Villancourt, and Steve Girun. You can find The Coffeehouse on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you download podcasts. Check out our Facebook page and share this episode with a friend. You can email us at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com. <laughs>